Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So sometimes in college basketball, when you get to this time of the year, people go, one, two, three, Cancun. Nebraska, actually, when they're breaking the huddle, go one, two, three, out of the bottom four. Yep. Uh, Let's play Thursday. Have a chance, uh, one, four, or five. They're off until they play Minnesota on Saturday. We welcome in Jacob Bigelow from Huskers Illustrated and everything else he does uh, that we'll document here in just a moment. Good morning, sir. Top of the morning, gentlemen. How, how's it going? Good. Uh, I know there's a lot of positivity coming about Nebraska men's basketball, but you go to a lot of games at PBA, whether it be a media person, uh, whether you're a student manager, or whether you're just a basketball guy. Can I vent for one thing, and maybe you can help me because you know the, the back operation of this? What in the heck are we doing with the students that we got to get them to the game by giving them free stuff? I mean, we do like free stuff if you're a college kid. They did this last year with the Christmas sweaters, but they did it again yesterday, and it confused, I would say, everybody in the building that was not involved when they have to go and pick up their sweatshirt that they were given away before halftime. So with like two minutes to go, the student section empties out. That's why. Now, <laughs> in the arena, it's an odd visual I've heard from people on TV they had no idea what was going on because all of a sudden there's that one corner behind the Maryland bench that is absolutely packed because all these students are going out into the lobby to pick up their sweatshirt. What is going on? Uh, That is their way of making sure that people uh, stay for at least the first half of the game and aren't just there for a sweatshirt. Uh, That was how it was explained to me uh, when I was uh, in the thick of it was they'll try to lure you there with, hey, here's this piece of clothing. I think yesterday it was just a sweatshirt that said corn on it. Oh, the um, corn crib. And mm. instead of just having people who'd show up, grab the sweatshirt, mm. and go back to you know, have some more frosty beverages in the, in the rail yard or wherever they may go spend their afternoon. Studying, uh, Jacob, studying. Studying, Nick. Come on. You, you are, you, you, I knew you were the studio <laughs> duo. Um, yeah, they, who knows what they, these college kids might be doing. They, but can't, they can't do it at the end of the game? Right. I, While they're leaving? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, I, I was never, uh, that's why I never worked game ops, but here we are. <laughs> Is it so. too chaotic because maybe the, the regular, uh, you know, average Joe fan also might think that they could claim a free sweatshirt? That's why they don't do it after the game because there's just too mm. many people exiting? Yeah, maybe, maybe it is kind of a kind of a, a a mess getting out of there. That is kind of the main way people file out. Uh, so who uh, knows? Well, that, that you know, the, there's a lot of things to nitpick. We're, we nitpicked that one. Let's talk about other things that have led to this resurgent by Nebraska basketball. It's easy to go, hey, let's talk about Tominaga. It's easy to go, hey, let's talk about Sam Hoiberg. But I want to talk about Blaze Cada, who has. I don't know if he's reached the expectation I had. I think I readjusted after seeing him in person from junior college to his first month of what he could be in his first year at the Division One level. I don't know what kind of score he's going to be, Jacob, in the future, 
But I think his development in about a five, six-week span, and you got to keep him healthy because he went down again yesterday. I, I think he is a lunch pail guy that Nebraska has that probably is one of those guys that you went, oh, didn't expect that. We've gotten Blaze Cada, who takes charges, rebounds, doesn't need to score. What has led to his resurgence? I think it's just his. I mean, from everything we've heard about about him, I mean, Derek, Derek Walker has stayed, stayed, you know, just raving about Blaze, his personality, who he is as a person. Supposedly, he's never had his head down. I mean, he, he's just he's just been perseverant through everything, whether it's the you know, what the adversity of the injury or the adjustment from junior college to uh, to the Big Ten, which is obviously you know a steep a steep adjustment. We've seen it with plenty of other people during the Fred Hoiberg era. Be tough, but he's just he's just stayed the course, and um, you know that's all you you know when that's all you can ask in a in a season like this for guys like him to just stay the course, keep doing what you're doing. I know Ernie Ziegler and Adam Howard have been working with him on, on, you know, aspects of the, his big man game. And, and we're seeing, we're seeing those flashes. I, I completely and totally agree with you. Lunch, lunch pail guy, for sure. Mm-hmm. The conversation earlier today is just Fred's managing of this bench. And yesterday, again, it was kind of, it took another hit. You had blaze go out late Jamarcus Lawrence has to come back in after he had banged up his ankle too. You're at some point just running out of bodies, but then there's the Sam Greasel moment, Jacob, where he's in foul trouble. So you're trying to keep everything together, and that's where Nebraska ultimately loses the lead, and then they're down by seven. But just overall game management, what'd you take away from that yesterday from Fred? I was impressed. Um, it, I especially toward the end of the first, the end of the first half, and he was swapping in guys who didn't have fouls and trying to manage the fouls as much as he could because obviously Greasel and Walker were both in foul trouble mm-hmm. throughout. Um, they definitely were going with some unorthodox lineups, kind of made you raise an eyebrow, you know, some of the guys, that, mm-hmm. some of the combinations that were out there. But, you know, that's where we're at. That's what that's what they, they're doing. They got to, you know, make – they got to work with what they got. And uh, they found a way. Um, it's, uh, you know, a, cre- a credit to Fred. I, I – I, um, I, Gary, I heard you talking earlier about, you know, I think Fred's become a better coach. I think yesterday was a prime example just with the man, the lineup management, uh, how he went about. I mean, I was, I was questioning some of those rotations, but I mean, they, they, they had to do what they had to do given, given the fouls and, and game flow and everything. And, and they, they found a way. So. Jacob Bigelow joining us here. Uh, you can find Jacob's work at Huskers Illustrated. Also, uh, the shoot-around podcast that him and Jacob Padilla do that is very, very informative. And inform me on what was Maryland trying to do defending Derek Walker? They tried four different guys. There was only one guy that was effective, but they kept switching to defend him, which I thought was a mistake, and he ended up scoring 23 points. How would you assess the way Maryland tried to defend Derek Walker? Yeah, I don't really know what the game plan could have been there. I don't. I didn't know. I didn't think coming in that they exactly had someone with like the bot, the prototypical like body type to contain Derek. Um, I, I figure they'd maybe they'd maybe consider doubling him. But yeah, you're right. They were kind of just switching guys onto him, and uh, he just kept doing whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, I. I that was a that was a head scratcher uh, for sure. Um, I don't. 
Yeah, I've, I've I've said all year I don't, that Maryland might be the team that it makes the least sense in the league, which is crazy with Northwestern in second and they won their twentieth game yesterday. But I mean, they're they they make they are very very confusing. Just to put it to put it lightly, well, so I, I, I was I was perplexed. I mean, I, I couldn't figure out their offense. There was no like rhyme or reason to their offense, and it basically became Young, who's got one or two moves. And and then everybody else just kind of they hang around the three point arc. I mean Scott was terrible shooting the ball yesterday. The only guy that I really went wow was Reese. I they're I I don't know. I, Maryland's a really weird team. And you go oh they're eighteen and nine. They're nine and seven in the conference. I I couldn't figure out what they wanted to do offensively yesterday. Yeah no I couldn't either. I completely agree with you. I mean Young and Reese or I mean Jameer Young might be the best transfer portal get in the in the in the conference. Um, he's 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 really good. Um, and, and Reese has, has come a long way. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, they're, they're, they're an odd group for sure. I, I want to get your thoughts on, on, uh, Casey Tominaga from when he kind of started this run of just consistent scoring and creativity with that scoring and how teams are trying to defend him and kind of going back to Sharpie's question about what they were trying to do with Derek Walker. What do you, what have you seen teams trying to do now with Casey and, and I guess ultimately how he sort of responded? I mean, nobody's leaving him. That's for sure. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. They're, they're all over him, staying attached, following him through screens. I mean, they're not, no one is leaving him any room, which is crazy because I think his shooting percentages are better when he's contested than when he's open. Yep. Um, it's, um, it, you know, and what's crazy is yesterday, sitting there watching that game, he hit that three to get to 20 points, and someone the next week goes, well, there's five straight 20-point games. I'm like, he's got 20? Yeah. Like, if it, if it was possible, you know, with the way the, you know, Casey has that crowd in the palm of his hand, it's impossible for uh, him to have a quiet 20. But it, I was I was surprised to look up and see him hit 20 late in that game yesterday. I'm like, all right, there you go. But that's. You know that's a testament to a to a good score. I guess we're so used to him pulling up from the panhandle on the court yeah. that you know with how much he was cutting to the basket and finishing at the rim yesterday, they're like, oh, there you go, hey. go home, another twenty point game. You know so. what? There's also something else. The last two games out in New Jersey, and then yesterday. Am I crazy to think that he's never going to be an elite ball stopper, but had his defense has actually gotten a little bit better? No, you're not. You're not crazy to think that. I would agree. I mean, I I think it's definitely improved. He's never going to be like, yeah, I yeah, he's never going to be like <laughs> picking up some picking up your number one guy full court or anything like that. But I think just with the energy and how much he he moves around when Nebraska's doing what they want to do, which is kind of the controlled chaos, everybody's flying around to the perimeter and everything like that. I mean, he's you, you see his energy on the other end of the court. Yeah. If he can translate just even a little iota of that energy to the defensive end, then that that's very a welcome welcome improvement for Nebraska. I'm not a huge fan of the the week long gap, between, especially with what happened yesterday in the next game against Minnesota. But given a Minnesota. What they have going all the way back to this last weekend, they will have played their fourth game when they play Nebraska in a week's time. But also, this is a banged-up team. Even the guys that we mentioned, Lawrence and Blaze. I mean, do you feel like this week, whether you like it or not, it's probably going to be pretty important for Nebraska's health? Absolutely. Much needed. Um, you know, we didn't really get a for sure diagnosis on anything yesterday. But with Lawrence, Lawrence and Kato both, you know, little ankle 
related things. You know, any any uh, any time off is welcome, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's convenient for them to have you know five days off to to prep. I think Fred said they're not going to go into you know scout or game prep until Wednesday or Thursday, so they've got some time to get some treatment, rest up, and uh, and hopefully get better and be ready to go. All right, do we have to have some speaks with Fred about his son? Because I'm just going to go through a log here. One minute, two minutes, two minutes, one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute, two minutes, one minute. Oh, that's the one minute in the Illinois game. Then two weeks later, 18, 26, 11, 20, 19, 19, 23, 37 minutes in a 45-minute basketball game yesterday. I think I think Sam's two most important plays were defensively, but I understand we like nine points. Um, fair or foul to ask this question? Why wasn't he playing sooner? Well, um, I mean, this brings me back to when I thought he was going to be a prime candidate for the Johnny Trueblood Award. Um, <laughs> he's definitely come a long way since then, uh, whether it be him picking off that pass like a single high safety against Wisconsin or him just telegraphing that, you know, what, I don't know about if he should have played sooner, but what is undoubtable is he's making the most of his opportunity and then some. And Fred, and Fred said as much, was echoed by Derek Walker too. The kid works his you-know-what off day in, day out. Derek, Derek Walker said something yesterday. He said, sometimes in practice Sam goes too hard. They get mad at him for how hard he's playing yeah. on practice. In practice, I don't know if that's yeah. scout team or whatever he's doing, but he he just plays hard. And listening to him talk yesterday, it's almost you know surprise, surprise. The son of a coach talks like a coach, <laughs> but he you know his his basketball IQ is clearly excellent. And I mean, it sounded like he was fully prepared and had a feeling for what Jameer Young was going to do on that, you know, that end of, end of game inbound. He was yeah. like, Oh, here's my time, time to go. And, uh, you know, he's taken, uh, he's taken his opportunity. He's made the most of it. And then some. Is this what we've seen? And it always feels like there's a moment. I mean, even last year, the end of the regular season where they were the, the senior day destroyers, is this something that you do feel like Nebraska can sustain? I mean, again, the, the, the the limitations with this roster as far as health and what have you and guys that are available, but given the way and the style of this team is playing and, and their schedule that remains, I mean, is this a little bit more than fool's gold in your opinion? I mean, do you think there is something to this that can be sustained where they can finish strong and who knows, maybe have somewhat of an extended stay in the Big Ten tournament? Um, It's, it's, it's definitely a, in a weird spot. Um, you look at the next two – Minnesota clearly is the worst team in the Big Ten. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Like you said, they're going to have coming off their fourth game in a week. They've also never won at PBA. That's another thing, whether it's Richard Pacino or Ben Johnson. Minnesota has never won a game at Pennsylvania Arena. They, um, you know, that's, I assume, another weekend afternoon crowd will be juiced up. Then Michigan State comes in. That you know, you know all about the relationship between Izzo and Fred. They both know each other's bags of tricks. They're 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 close friends. That's going to be Sam Greasel's, you know, hometown kid senior night. Derek Walker's third senior night. Not many people get three senior nights, <laughs> but Derek Walker. That's going to be Derek Walker's senior night part three. And there will be there will be some juice in that building for a Tuesday night eight o'clock tip. So there'll be some emotion going on there. 
Um, I, you know, I don't know what to think about Iowa. Carver Hawkeye has been a house of horrors for Nebraska basketball, Mm -hmm. no matter who the coach is, no matter who's on the team. Um, and that's going to be, you know, Sunday, Sunday matinee to wrap up the regular season. But, you know, there are definitely some things that you like and the two games they've got coming up, if they can protect home court and, you know, we'll see what the draw is in Chicago. Cause I mean, you know, in postseason play, it's all it's kind of all about your draw and all about your momentum. So, you know, we'll we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean it's it's February 20th and we're talking about Nebraska basketball in a good light. Yeah. Nobody wants to be 14 and 14, but kudos to these guys cuz they could have they could have cashed it in, it could have gone south and we'd be talking about who the next coach is going to be at Nebraska, but they've they've found a way to keep it interesting and I imagine on Saturday when they play Minnesota, that building will be packed again for a team that's 14 and 14, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely and totally agree. Um, you know, these guys have these guys have made it pretty pretty fun to follow, um, especially this late in the year. Um, that's all you can that's all you can ask for with Nebraska basketball. Some intrigue in February, some positive energy, and you know, just enjoy the ride. Sit back, enjoy the ride, and uh, you know, take it as it comes, man. All right, appreciate it, Jacob. Nope, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's uh, Jacob Bigelow. You can uh, follow him on uh, Twitter at Jacob A. Bigelow. Hey, big news in our when we're talking to Jacob. Uh, Jelly Roll is coming to Omaha. Where? No, 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 no. You guys aren't getting out this easy. I guess neither one of you know who Jelly Roll no. is. It's a person? I thought they were talking food. No, 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 no. This is not some, like, going to be a new sushi thing. You guys is have not a, heard of Jelly Roll? Is it an act? I would have yeah. thought it's related to Grimace. So... You know, I, when I explained Chris Stapleton both to both I of knew you, we knew Chris who Stapleton he is. was. You guys didn't know. You yes, guys, I did. You said I couldn't pigeonhole said, him into a country artist. No. So you want like two different genres? Jelly Roll is a country singer, but he is also a rapper. Ooh, huh. And he's coming to the Chai at the end of August. What uh, What hits does he have? Uh, what's the new one that he has Glazed out right and now? Confused. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if that is no. not on there, he needs to have a glazed uh, and confused. And it's actually on my phone. I can't I, I can't Claude? believe that I forgot the name right. You up. forgot no, so clearly he's not. you guys are so disrespectful. He's he's not on your radar. <laughs> no, no. Here, he's on my playlist. I can't believe that Jelly Roll. You've never heard uh, Son of a Sinner? Mm, oh, man. how's it go? I'm not going to sing the whole song cuz I'll kill our audience. Oh, that's Jelly Roll, huh? It's Ballads of the Broken. It's his album from 21. Yeah, it's like the hottest song, one of the hottest songs going right Ooh. now. Hmm. He's like he, Should I go next door and ask them? Yeah, they'll know who Jelly okay. Roll is. His real name is Jason DeFord. I know. He's he's a big dude. He's probably pushing about... Th- he is. Probably about 350 bills. Wait, that does sound familiar. I'll have to figure out how I know that. I'm going to listen to this song during the break. It's a really good song. Because there's a lot of songs that exist out there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard that, but I don't pay attention on who sings it. He's got I'll be curious to know. So that's probably not his. So he's got another song called Save Me. So he must be pretty good, though, if he's going to the chai. He's, yeah. like, he's okay. like the fat Post Malone is what oh, he is. Oh, okay. yeah. So that's he's he Carl Malone. He doesn't have any. Oh, he does have a face tat, doesn't he? Yeah, who doesn't these days? I don't. Huh, yeah, you're not kidding. That's all I do. People at the All-Star speed. game. I don't think any of us have them. Well, I'm not allowed to in 48 states. All right, Joel Lorenzi, before the hour is uh, over, as we uh, shift the discussion to uh, Creighton, we try and figure out, is this something that Reef can ride? Boy, that bench, 
They needed the bench. They got the bench. Uh, and, and Sharif Mitchell, good to see him because he's fought it. Um, but, man, he's got a ton of confidence in that shot now. Uh, what's up with Baylor Shireman? And uh, what is up tomorrow night when Creighton takes on Marquette in a monster, monster game in the Big East and nationally in college basketball? That's coming up here in a moment. As also, we'll give you an opportunity to win tickets to Cocaine Bear, our exclusive watch party with 1620 The Zone coming up on Thursday. That's next. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.